0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to another edition of the LWE podcast. This is LWE Lee Collins and today I'm extremely excited as I get to take some time and share some conversation with a brand new friend, a recent friend in my world, but uh, someone who I have a lot of respect for, Miss Kristen Bearfield. Kristen, how are you doing, friend? Everything going well your way?
1: Hey, Lee. I'm doing great. It is so great to be with you on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to this. It's a pretty day in Nashville. We had rain this morning, but the sun's out now, so it's a good day.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, um, I feels like I just talked to you the other day, you know, because we've had a lot of communication this past year with yes. uh, getting you guys. Uh, Kristen is a member of the group High Road, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, her time with High Road here. Uh, had you guys down here in beautiful Abbeville, South Carolina for it seemed like a hot minute because (laughs) you guys were were in on two wheels and you were out on two wheels and we said the next time you guys come we're gonna have to at least keep you here for more than maybe four hours.
1: (laughs) Yes I agree a hundred percent absolutely.
0: But we enjoyed having you guys here and uh, just got such a blessing and so much to talk about with you, uh, and this is kind of you know, this, there's nothing really formal to what I do here. Uh, I love talking to my friends. I love talking to various people, whether it be in uh, in music, and ministry, and the sports world, and stuff. And so, um, it, it's it's very rare that I get to say that I can talk to somebody who has stood on the uh, grand old Opry stage. So, thank you for giving me that honor uh, today. Aww, <laughs> to, to anytime. To <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about um, just kind of some of your background and and how you kind of got into the music business because, excuse me, you've had, you kind of had, you've wore a lot of different hats in the music business over these last few years. So talk to me a little bit about um, how you got started in the music business.
1: Well, um, music was always something that just came really naturally to me. My mama said that I started singing before I started talking, and uh, grew up singing in our little church in East Tennessee. My aunt would play the piano, and I would sit beside her on the bench there and pick out the hymns we were going to sing for Sunday service. So I always loved music from a very early age, and I guess my influence and more of the bluegrass side of things came from my great uncle. Uh, His name was Clarence Tater Tate, and he played bass and fiddle for Bill Monroe and was the house fiddle player for the Grand Ole Opry. So they lived um, up in Hendersonville above Nashville. So we didn't get to see him all that often, but when we did, uh, his stories about bluegrass always really intrigued me and kind of growing up in the mountains in East Tennessee. And then we moved over to Western North Carolina. Um, bluegrass is just kind of everywhere. So that heavily influenced me along with gospel music. And my parents loved gospel music as well. And we would always go to any local concerts that were happening. And uh, as I grew up, I became really involved in leading worship and church. And um, and so music was just always a huge part of everything that I did. My parents were not musicians, um, but they always, supported everything um just you know 110 percent and and we're always there helping out any way they could uh, when I was I guess I was 16 or 17 I started traveling with a bluegrass gospel group called the Hurleys that were based out of western North Carolina and they uh, Mark and Vicki Hurley played uh, in the Easter Brothers band for years and then went on yeah. to start start their own and so they really kind of took me um my first shot so to speak and I just learned so much about ministry and 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 everything from them and um, they were just my music parents is what I always called them um, and so traveling around with them I got to meet lots of um, people kind of in that area in the music industry and um, I went on to Liberty University where I started college and I was in the worship studies program there and uh, I was in a terrible car accident while I was there that we can get it into that story later because it's a whole thing in itself but it it drastically changed my life forever and I lost my voice I couldn't sing for a while and I was having a lot of health problems so I moved back home and um, things kind of shifted a bit and then once I um, went through a big journey of healing um, and God kind of redirected things I ended up transferring to finish college at East Tennessee State back to where I grew up as a little girl and mm-hmm. I was in the bluegrass program there and while I was there I met a lot of fantastic um, friends and connections and I started working um, for a company called Fishman Acoustic Amplification um, that make pickups and things in yeah. instruments. Um, I met them not really through ETSU but during that time frame of my life and I met them through volunteering at a festival in Western North Carolina that's called Merle Fest. And that really, uh, Merle Fest, my family would go um, when, when I was a, in high school, and it really had a huge impact, really, on the trajectory of me working in the music industry and where I am today. It's kind of wild how so many connections from that festival um, have impacted the trajectory of my life and my career, and so... Um, I had met those folks at Fishman uh, there and started working for them and, and doing different festivals kind of in the bluegrass scene all throughout the southeast and really met a lot of folks during that time. And it was around that same time frame that I met my friends, Darren and Brooke Aldridge, you mentioned uh, when I played the Grand Ole Opry, and I, I got the opportunity to do that with Darren and Brooke back in 2019, just before the COVID pandemic um, hit and shut everything down and so I met Darren and Brooke around that time as well and and we've all just stayed close and connected but um after college I I was traveling back and forth to Nashville um, working different events for Fishman and and just trying to do anything and everything with music that I could and I finally made the leap and moved down to Nashville full-time and was doing some different things and I um, got a call to go out on the road with Mr. Jimmy Fortune who yes. um he just oh my goodness Jimmy uh just really gave me such urged me so much and and um just I'm so Jimmy and we stay take- close to stay and uh, actually just released a Christmas single together this past year he he was kind enough to join me on and so um Jimmy traveling with Jimmy um I learned so much and really made me into the musician that I am today and it was also not long after that that I met Sarah Davison who started a high road and we um they were looking for somebody that uh sang different uh, at the time, mainly, was filling in on guitar. Uh, I played mandolin mm-hmm. and, and some of the kings, and, and, and the rest is kind mm-hmm. of history. Yeah, I flew out too. Too. Um, My first show and first uh, weekend of ministry with High Road was out in Nebraska and Iowa, and we had never played before, and I flew out there and, and met up with Sarah, and uh, the rest is history from there. So um, it's really amazing when I look back Every step of the way through all of that, and I know that's a long answer to your first question, but there's no short oh, way to walk, to walk through all that because every step of the way, God has completely mm-hmm. nothing, you know, of course we, we have to put in the work, work and work we have to do it. our diligence, but it's been ever so clearly each door that's opened and each door that's closed, you know, there's been opportunities that I thought would Pan out and those doors closed, and looking back, it's so clear that God wanted me to walk through these doors that He had opened. And so, um, it, it's just amazing when I think back about just how every little part of that journey has led to something else and led to meeting another wonderful friend or mentor or person in the music industry, and how it's just God is. God has woven all of it together to create um, a more beautiful journey than I could have ever imagined, and so I'm just very grateful. I've often told people if I never got to step foot on a stage again, I've I've gotten to live out many of the dreams already early on in my life that God had placed in my heart, and so I'm just I'm just so thankful when I get to even share that every time, and I get to share just kind of how things came to be. It's 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 a cool thing for me to walk walk back down memory lane in
0: my mind as well. So, well, you, you talk about doors opening and I, and one thing I've learned in my life is that, you know, you know, definitely God brings us through various seasons as we go on this journey, not just in Mm -hmm. our spiritual walk, but just in life in general. And sometimes the doors can be very spread out when they open in our life. And then sometimes they can happen so quick. I remember, um, me and my wife had just got married. We had just gotten back into church, found us a church uh, here locally—church where you're familiar with, Rice Memorial Baptist Church, yes. uh, over in Greenwood—and we uh, we got involved and and whatnot. But I was purely, I was purely in a spectator mode. I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was not about. I was not ready to jump in and start doing anything. I just, I needed to kind of. We had been out of church. Both of us had been out of church for probably two or three years. Yeah. So just getting ourselves replanted. And, and getting, getting, getting ourselves ready for that. But the, the cool thing about it was in my heart of hearts, I always had a call into some sort of ministry. I just didn't know yeah. which way and what the path was going to be. And then it was just kind of a random thing. Um, we had been there for about two years and um, gotten to know some folks and got to know some people. And um, you know, next thing you know, I get asked to, uh, to speak at a youth uh, Bible school class one June and I yeah. said sure that'd be awesome and so I go out there and I, I speak a couple of days during that week um, and it was great it was wonderful Then you know a couple of a couple of weeks go by and I said hey we need somebody to teach our our high school uh, Sunday school class for youth. would you be interested I'm like sure and you know so it was just kind of like that it was it was one of those quick seasons of door openings is just one thing, yeah. one thing one thing one thing ended up being able to, to work with the youth pastor there and got 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 the hands on experience that sometimes, you know, you go through the college and the seminary and you don't get to work with people. And I had worked in retail for eight years. So to me that was kind of my seminary because I mm-hmm. I, I kinda of learned how to work with people work you know yeah. for people and serve people and then going into church getting plugged in working with students serving students everything went hand to hand and it was just it was part of a greater picture you know my path to where i am now was not like most people's paths and everybody's mm-hmm. path is different so i love you talking about those doors opening and opening up because i would imagine especially more so in nashville you hear so many stories about happy accidents where people kind of walk into a situation and next thing you know they're off and running and then they they kind of find this exit to another situation and they're off and running so yeah yeah those 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 are the kind of things that I love hearing about because for me myself like I said I've experienced that and for you obviously you know you you know first and foremost I mean can't can't not acknowledge the fact of having some bluegrass heritage and and Bill Monroe and, and and the greatness of who he is and all the the years of service and ministry he's done and and uh, the vast number of songs and music they put out there, but just to have that kind of that big seed in your life mm. to kind of kind of tweak your interests, uh that that's that's crazy cool how that goes into your your journey literally that you you really didn't know Absolutely. where it was going to end up, but it was just it was that part of it that kind of started started you going so i thought that was very cool um you talk about um you, you were going into high road to play the guitar you are a great mandolin player and i've always oh, thought thank you. The, i've always thought that you have to be called by god to play the mandolin because it takes special <laughs> it's the, it, it, it takes special hand coordination the right hands i've always said <laughs> I, I, i've always said i don't have the hands to play any instrument but some people just have Hands that they can do certain things, but I've always been amazed by the mandolin because something so small, yeah, do so much with.
1: (laughs) Yes, has has that kind
0: of been your experience? Because what what did did you learn guitar first, then mandolin? How did that process go about?
1: Yeah, so I learned guitar really just to accompany singing. Wise, you know, I wanted to be able to sing and play. Yeah, and then um, the mandolin, I'd always just thought it was just such a fascinating instrument. And I really loved Sonia Isaacs and I "I, want to be like her. And so (laughs) she really uh, inspired me. She may not even know that, but I I just always looked up to her so much. And um, so she really inspired me to play the mandolin and, and of course, drawing back to my uncle's history with with Beale so um, yeah I just loved the mandolin uh, early on and uh, but it wasn't until a little bit later that I picked it up I was actually uh, starting high school before I ever picked up the mandolin and then it just really became my primary instrument so it's never um, never too late and now I've been teaching a lot of lessons during the pandemic and I've got probably 12 or 13 students that are just studying mandolin, which is really cool because, um, you know, a lot of folks don't even know what a mandolin is. So I'm, I'm enjoying seeing like this spark in it um, across, across different folks. And so it's really, it's
0: really neat. Well, you know, my, my fascination with the mandolin, oddly enough, came from watching the Andy Griffith show when I was little,
2: Yeah, because yes. my favorite
0: episodes were with the Darlings and yes. the Dillards who were the Dillards, who were kind of one of the uh, the early, I guess, um, crossover bluegrass groups, yeah. because of their exposure working on the show, I loved that they were so much so heavily featured with their music because they were there was this one show where they had a, t- a tight close up uh, of one of the guys playing the metal. And I was thinking, yeah. my goodness, that looks like, freaking amazing! <laughs> how awesome is that?
2: Yeah, and, um, and
0: so I, you know, and then like you talked about. Um, you know, I, I worked in worked in retail and got to be working with, with with Christian music and gospel music, Southern gospel, all that, and so got got to hear a lot of the Isaac stuff. And then yeah. you talked about Sonya, not only a wonderful, beautiful voice, but mm-hmm. but yeah, in the early days of the Isaacs, I mean, they had some yeah. unbelievable stuff, especially some of their like live albums. Oh, I remember so getting, good. and yes. it, it and, and it is something to think about because something so small. Mm -hmm. but it just adds so much. And I think that's one of the things I appreciate so much about bluegrass music is that um, it really is a craftsmanship. It's an artistry to it Mm -hmm. that really is different than other genres of music, maybe more so um, because you can get, I mean, you probably know this to be true. I've seen videos of people that were in like guitar shops and stuff, and there'd be like 12, 14 people playing, you know, guitars, mandolins, upright basses, and just coming together like a, like a choir.
1: Oh, and yeah. It just yep.
0: brings out so much. So I guess for you that, you know, having that that bluegrass background and then being able to contribute that, that's got to be a cool feeling, right?
1: Yeah, it's been really special. And so, um, you know, there was a time in my life after that accident where I really couldn't play um due to the injury tell, tell that I had that. and the accident. And so to like to be able to do what I'm doing now is just truly a miracle um, because there was a time where I really lost my voice. I couldn't sing. I couldn't play. I was in a terrible car accident that was beyond my control. It was just mm-hmm. a freak a freak accident and it fractured my C1, C2 uh, vertebrae in the top of my neck and um, which me, you know, it was the same neck injury that killed Diller and They said, had it been just a hairline fracture more, I would have died on impact. And so that really spiraled a series of health problems for me. But as you can imagine, being in the top of your neck, all of that's connected to your vocal cords, first of all. And then it stems down into your shoulders and your arms and everything you use to play instruments. So um, I remember trying to push through some concerts um, that were scheduled a couple months after. And I remember sitting on a stool you know, and my dad would get my instruments up there and I would just sit on a stool and like try to play and could just barely make it through. And there was a time where they even told me that I could be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, but the Lord had such a different plan. And it was through a couple year journey of just doctor after doctor, a lot of bad news uh, before good news comes. And um, and a lot of unknowns a lot of frustrations traveling to different specialists there was times that my dad was literally carrying me into the rheumatologist's office I couldn't walk they said I had onset traumatic arthritis from the accident and um you know it was like I was 70 years old all of a sudden and um it was just an unreal time and and I was, I was accepting the health conditions and, and I thought, okay, God, if this is your will, you know, I'll accept it. And then when I started to lose my voice, which was something that I had done and had just been a part of me, like breathing was for my whole life, that was really hard for me to accept. And I began to question, Lord, why I felt like you had called me to this from an early age. Why would you take it away in a sense is how I felt, to be honest. And, um, And, but in fact, he was just, he wasn't taking anything from me. He was showing me really how I could become stronger through it. And I never thought I would come to the place where I would write a song about it, much less tell the whole story and my whole testimony on stage, you know, weekend after weekend. But I wrote a little song called his hand on me. That was on our first high rate album that does tell the story of it and my testimony. And, um, And really, just throughout the entire journey, what I learned was that God really does work all things together for our good. Even when we don't see the good in the situation, he's working all things together for our good because I would not be the person that I am today had I not walked through that and I've been able to minister and and relate to so many people going through similar situations that I would have never been able to relate to before and I'm so thankful for that struggle because it showed me what true strength really is when you have to dig down deep and you feel like everything in your life that you ever you know knew as as certainty is no longer certain and you realize that your identity is not in what you do, how you look, anything like that, that your identity is only found in him. And so that's something that even on the other side of that has, has stuck with me. And I really had to relearn to sing. I mean, honestly, like my voice is different than it was before. It was never the same as it was. And so there's things that I can hear and I can train someone else to do that I physically may never be able to do again just because of the specific injury that I had um but but you know it's never been something that that I think of as oh I'm missing out it's that hey I I have it's kind of my friends Darren and Brooke have a song that says every scar has a story to tell and that's how I feel it's like you know, that was a scar, so to speak, in my life. But it's brought such a beautiful story and such a beautiful yeah. testimony that, that the Lord has has used in so many ways. And and so if you're listening to this today and maybe you're walking through a health struggle that you never imagined, I just want you to know that God is working it together for your yeah. good. Whether we have healing on this side of heaven or whether it's in eternity, he's mm-hmm. going to use that story somehow to touch a life that you may never have touched before. And so just remain steadfast in him because he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Even in the moments where nothing is making sense, there's a peace that only can give that passes all understanding. And, that peace means more than anything in this world. And if, you know, if I could leave everyone with like that thought today, it would be that his peace surpasses any situation that we'll ever face in this life. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I still deal with injuries from it. I mean, um, You know, I I still have had to see specialists through the years and still deal with limitations from it and everything, but it's never been something that's held me back. But it truly is a miracle that I've been able to travel professionally and do what I've done now for the last you know, six and a half, seven years because where God (laughs) restored through all of that to now is just nothing short of his grace and just a true miracle. So it really is a miracle that I've been able to to be on this journey.
0: You know, one of my favorite probably my favorite book in the Bible that I that I that I preach from or teach from is James. And Mm -hmm. the thing I love about James is the very one of the very first things right out of the gate. That kind of just hits you between the eyes. It says, "Consider it joy whenever mm-hmm. you face any times of difficulty or trials." And I'm thinking, how do you find joy when yeah. things are going so tough and so bad? And and I and I always love how that starts off because it kind of gives everybody that I call it the Scooby Doo looks like, huh? You know, it's like, yes. what are you what are you trying to say here? Yes. But, yeah. but the word that he finishes up with is pers- is being able to persevere.
2: Mm-hmm. and
0: the, to run this race until the race is done and that our races are still going you know we're not living sprints we're living marathons and that's right and being able to persevere and that perseverance comes in, in different forms and fashions and it can be little things it can be big mm-hmm. things but especially like you said I mean to go from being in a situation where you think you may be in a wheelchair to um, you're on a cruise going to Norway or somewhere <laughs>
1: right, absolutely yeah, talk about you know, just coming from one extreme to the other. and, yeah, so there's times that you know, if I ever forget, I just have, like you don't ever forget, but if you ever just take a second and think, oh my goodness, like i I don't ever want to take a second of this for granted because I know where I was and I know where I am, and my goodness, I have so much to thank him for, so.
0: Well, you you talk about um uh, your journey and, and kinda how you, you like I said, you, you kinda wore a lot of different hats and stuff and you've been able to to work with so many folks. But I wanna talk a little bit about how you got, you know, connected with Sarah and High Road and just yeah. what that what that journey has been like because you know, you guys you guys basically kinda have like a core core unit to this group, but you, yeah. you you've gotten a lot of help from other friends and various things because the cool thing about what you guys do is you guys have your own individual things that you do on the side that you can invest in going while all in the meantime, you can come back together and it'd be like, you just like, you you, you never, you never left. Right. You just come back together and go right through it. So talk a little bit about that working relationship with what you guys do and, and, and how to, how you benefit from that. Cause I imagine the accountability is one thing to have accountability just in a group that does the same thing every year. But you, you guys are going in different doors. You you have different paths around the paths that you travel together. So I imagine the accountability is so strong that, that that's a big plus.
1: Absolutely. So uh, Sarah and I have been uh, doing high together for uh, almost six years now. And she had started the group before I came along. And Kenzie came along about the So um, it has just truly became a family for all of us because none of us are from Nashville originally. We all moved here feeling called to music and new place to do it out of. And so none of us have family here. Ivy does. She's from Chapmansboro, about an hour north of Nashville. So she has family, but the rest of us don't. And so over the years, we've really just became family to one another. And God has allowed us to experience some unforgettable moments together. We've seen lives changed for his glory. We've traveled the world together. Um, you know, just so many, so many stories and so many memories and just over and over seeing God's, seeing God's faithfulness um, has been, has been just such a blessing. I mean, there's there's definitely been times where the road gets tough um, and it's not all glamour, you know we a lot of times you saw us in our bluebell van. we're traveling <laughs> we're traveling in a in a van and trailer a lot of times people probably think differently, but um you know we just stayed true and true to who we are and plowing plowing the soil that God has called us to and yeah. um, twists and turns along the way but we've experienced some amazing things together we've made a couple albums now and two years ago we um, signed with Daywind Records yeah. and recorded our first album with them that came out last year and so we've we've just been so grateful that the lord has really given us like you said that uh, that community and accountability and uh it's it's like a little family and so we we just love each other so much and we're always there for each other no matter what so
0: that's a that's a great thing because I, I imagine even in and and I guess again I'm kind of tipping my hand a little bit here because I, I've had experience and and working with, um, with, with record labels and stuff when I was doing, uh, you know, retail and Mm -hmm. putting Christian music in and listening to Christian music and talking to different people and stuff. But, you know, even, even the music business in general, it's, it's kind of, it can be a cutthroat kind of thing. And you can, you can have a lot of people that fluff you up one day and then kind of dispose of you the next. So I imagine, having that flexibility to kind of be able to do your own thing, but at the same time know that you, you still have something really good that you can come back to. And that, yes. you, know, you don't hear that a lot from a lot of the groups and stuff. You're a group that does something for a couple of years and then everybody does so. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna take a break, but you guys have been able to, uh, to manage that and kind of navigate the waters. And I think that's just so cool because you guys Thank get you. to be, you get to be every bit of who you are on your own but then mm-hmm. you bring all that together and to me um I would I would think that that especially when you're getting into the writing process which I know you love and the recording process that mm-hmm. brings so much freshness back together because you're not stuck on the bus with the same people 200 days Absolutely.
1: Either. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's been really neat and and we've, we've always said that, that we want high road to be just that, even as life changes in different seasons, whether it's down the road, when we all have kids of our own or, or whatever phase of life that is, is down the way, we always want it to be something that we can all come back to. And something that I've always admired about Sarah is that it, it was kind of like you, you were saying that, um, in the music industry, a lot of times people fluff you up and, and leave you and and all working as, as side men throughout or side women (laughs) throughout the years. Um, you know, we've, we've experienced that on different levels and Sarah and especially being, that's a whole different subject, but being women, um, there are its own set of challenges, right. and especially if you're, you know, a musician to accompany a lead artist or that kind of thing. And so, there's a lot of times that women won't get the same opportunities that men do, just because you're a woman, even if you can outplay them or outsing them. <laughs> so, there you, go. Um, you know, and so Sarah, I think God had laid that on her heart to give uh, kind of a a safe place for for women to be able to have that security in, in a position, you know, in a band and not feel and not feel like that was going to be undermined in some other way. And so I remember when she first shared that with me and she's like, you know, I just wanted somewhere that, 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 that could be true. And I thought I admire that so much. And, and, um, and I know that was something that God had put in her heart, you know, aside from wanting to have a ministry and, and the Lord is, has led in that in so many ways and um but yeah I just thought when you touched on that I thought that is very true about about High Road and how it's kind of came to be so
0: well I, I I'm so excited that you guys were able to sign you know Day records have been around for so long and yeah. um, you know I've had some good people that that have been able to record there and with them and whatnot and you know and I've kind of probably in the last probably two to three years I've kind of really reconnected more. More so with my southern gospel likes because it's changed a lot. Um, when I when I first started listening to Christian music, my first early exposure mm-hmm. to any mm-hmm. music was through my dad, and he he loved southern gospel music. So I was listening to groups like the Cathedrals and Gold City, and then even the Gaither Vocal mm-hmm. Band and Michael English and all these all these wonderful groups and stuff. So I've had this beautiful love relationship for. Groups and harmonies, and I love your guys' harmonies. I mean, oh, thank you. um, I told Sarah this, and I'm probably dating myself for people to listen. To. They're probably thinking, who is, who is he talking about? But so much of my music love came from growing up and, and being around all the music that my dad loved. My dad actually played. Uh, He was a lead guitarist in back in the 1950s with a little local band in Hartsville, South Carolina, called the Toledos. That it was just him, his brother, and two other guys—a little garage band that got together, and they just were playing like parties and some of the school dances and things like that, and some socials and stuff. And they even—I think—the biggest thing that they ever got a chance to be a part of—they opened up for Buddy Holly and the Crickets the year oh, before amazing. that Buddy Holly passed away in the in the plane crash. So my dad's musical love is everything. It's everything from the oldies yeah. to country to southern gospel. But he loved he loved country music, and some of the people that he loved the most remind me of you guys. Um, he,
2: uh,
0: I, I love Patty, Patty Loveless. You guys have oh, a, lot well, you
2: of, too. a lot of yes. Patty
0: Loveless um the Forrester sisters a lot of people don't remember mm-hmm. them there mm-hmm. they were a group of sisters that had a really great harmony sound they
2: really were. smooth
0: and rich and had some great songs and then another thing that I and I'm I'm, I'm really dating myself here but I remember <laughs> I remember he got he got the cd for the trio and I believe it was oh, Lou Harris, my favorite Yay. Dolly Parton and Linda Ronstadt and I remember Aww. listening to that because that was kind of a that was a unique collaboration back in the yes, time that I remember, because yeah. um, Dolly was always Dolly and doing her thing, and Amy yep. Lou was a legend. But here comes Linda Ronstadt. She's thinking, well, "What she's doing with these these country girls here?" Yeah. But they made it work. And oh,
1: that stuff I, is so good. Yeah,
0: and I kind of I kind of feel like, in a sense, that's maybe the what y'all benefit from from not only the the harmonies but the the music that you put together because you have, you probably all have. Similar, but very vast influences, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's very true.
0: And and I think that's just something that I love about you guys. Uh, and when I was able to kind of discover you guys, and uh, I got a chance to meet you a couple of years ago over at Rice. You were there with Brian Free and Karen Peck and New River, and Emily Roberts was there.
2: And yes. you
0: were playing. You have a really good friendship with Emily, and um, she's had a great Great couple of years of of just being able to get into business, but you've been able to help her out some, and and so I got a chance to introduce myself to you and, and met you there, and we kind of were able to stay in contact. And I kept telling you, yes. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you to South Carolina. We're going to. That's get right, that's
2: and, right. And
0: we persevere. But I'll, I I want to talk about that experience in just a little bit. But real quick, talk to me a little bit about being hit by this pandemic because you guys, oh my goodness, you guys i mean first and foremost in the music industry touring is everything because that is that is a big part of the livelihood that's a big part of the support that you guys basically kind of have to kind of live off of a little bit from what you be able to do with the tours and all that but you guys had a very unique touring situation that you came back from right into the pandemic am i correct on that yeah. Were you guys on the cruise and whatnot? And then when
1: you came we back, were, we were. So at the beginning of 2020, I'm thinking back. We January is typically a pretty slow uh, month for touring. Usually after the holidays, there's not very many concerts yeah. booked or anything. So we usually have the first couple weeks of January. And then it was at the end of January 2020, first of February, we were on a cruise boat, and we began hearing about something. You know, we were packing for the cruise, and and we were hearing news articles about make sure you take hand sanitizer. And we were like, well, yeah, <laughs> we always travel with hand sanitizer." What what are they talking about? Like, what's going on? We wash our hands.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And little did we know that same ship we got off the ship like I think February sixteenth or something like that, like or two later, quarantine. and um and. It was just a a couple weeks later, and everything started to shut down. And the tornado had hit Nashville.
0: Right, right. It it was like a week or so before everything really hit. um, Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So we got back from the cruise, and actually, I had something kind of wild happen to me. We, we, I, I haven't really even said anything about this publicly, but we, um, we, we had a day in Missouri and I ended up in the, in the emergency room. Um, I I had just a really, uh, some kind of, Stomach bug type of situation. Yeah. Um. and I and I ended up in the emergency room and I, I passed out and my head. I had to have staples put in my head and it was a very low <laughs> moment for me with touring. Um. It was just it was just a crazy thing and so I remember. But I remember when they took me in the emergency room. Kenzie went with me and um, the the EMT said only one person can go. It was already kind of the whispers of COVID and so. Um, excuse me. And Kenzie went with me and I remember they were willing to in and we told them that we had been on a cruise two weeks before and we saw this look of panic on everyone's face. So I was COVID tested then. And so I got one of the very early COVID tests that were horrible, <laughs> that were absolutely horrible
2: yep. and
1: uh, made me want to steer very clear of COVID. Um, but thankfully, everything was fine. It was just a, uh, it was a crazy, crazy time that was one of my lowest moments in all of my touring over the years and so but of course i thought do I have this virus that they're talking about and you know all of right. these things it turns out it wasn't that but um, and then we got home and we had been home for less than a week and the tornado hit and um, yeah. I remember hearing the sirens and everything and just like five on the other side of the the area that I live in five minutes from me you know, homes were leveled and everything right where I was, was spared, but it was all around us, just devastation. And so we had like a week of, of that. And then kind of the whispers of COVID started. And I thought I was going home, you know, for maybe like two or three weeks, we decided we had had some dates middle to end of March. So we canceled everything through like the end of March. And we said, well, okay, you know, we're just going to take this step by step. So I packed and I thought I was heading to North Carolina to be with my family for maybe two or three weeks. And I was there through the first of June, um, as was the rest of the world completely shut down. And so um, it was just a wild time. We went from having, you know, over concerts a year to, I think we played 13 or 14 in 2020. And um, so for we had really built our income around touring and so we had to learn to quickly regroup and kind of get our elsewhere and uh it's been it's been unreal things have slowly started picking back up but you know um I think the rest of this year will be much better than the first half of this year and things are things are looking up and I'm so thankful that everything seems to be moving moving in a positive direction but yeah coming down to you guys in April that was our first full weekend of concerts that we'd had we'd played one or two things before but everything was still pretty shut down up until that point so that was really kind of the first weekend that we were back like we were back you know and so um so we're thankful to be seeing dates added to the calendar and but we just want to we just want to do everything um safely and so we've tried to take you know all the precautions to keep not only ourselves but anyone that might be coming to see us safe and So we, you know, we, we steer clear of some things that we might could have done along the way, but, um, but it seems like everything is heading in a great direction now. And so we're just, we're thankful to kind of be feeling like we're slowly getting back to normal. So,
0: and, and I imagine too, that as, as someone who has had touring kind of in your blood for these last few years, having to just kind of. Uh, no pun intended but park your bus
2: yeah
0: <laughs> more yeah. or less and just that it probably had a little bit of a paralyzing feel to it at first did it not you're so used to a routine but then yes. on the other side of that and this is coming out of this thing that I feel like we are coming out of here's some of the things I take away from it is I really believe in a lot of ways it was a chance for us to stop and Oh, absolutely look. Absolutely. and to do our inventory because yes. I know for many churches I know for us just being able to incorporate social media into what we do being able yes. to find ways to minister even though we couldn't meet together um finding things out about just who you were um sitting down and having dinner and supper yes. with your family around the table
2: absolutely
0: like you used to see on tv every day yeah. um things that maybe you would have never done before, but you found yourself doing, I think that was, that was kind of one of the benefits of being quarantined is because you, it was you and your family and, yes. um, and, and you, and you grew together and, you know, you're out there in the driveway, making a real life shoots and ladders uh, yeah. diagram <laughs> for you and the kids. I mean, you know, you just,
2: yeah, that's right.
0: you're trying to come up with the, you know, you get out, work with your hands, make a garden. Yeah. My, my yeah. wife and the girls got out there and started gardening. I yeah. mean, just, to me is is so much that, that we lost from it. I think it give a lot of strength that was needed to put, to put our focus in some other areas. And I imagine for you guys, you talked about, you know, you, you do something really cool because you give a lot of instruction and with, with the instruments and stuff that you play and you've been able to minister, especially to a lot of younger kids and stuff. So I imagine for you, that's, that's had to be really satisfying to have those opportunities, just to, not only to instruct, but also <laughs> just to kind of, connect with people because you couldn't connect with anybody
1: (laughs) oh absolutely that's been one of the biggest blessings to come out of all of this for me um before the pandemic i would teach persons um excuse me teach lessons in person at the country music hall of fame in nashville and of course they had to shut everything down too so that source was gone for me as well so i started you know kids uh, just like your family and many families everywhere were doing virtual learning and parent and parents were looking for something to keep you know, kids' minds occupied during this time. And so um, a lot of folks were interested in, in learning an instrument. And so it's been such a blessing to to do these virtual lessons. I've been able to connect with students and families all across the country that we would have never had the opportunity to connect before. And it has just been a huge blessing in my life. And I, I completely agree, Lee. I think through 2020, one thing that our world desperately needed reminding of is to slow down and and to um, prioritize you know what really matters to us what really matters in our life and is that the things that we're spending the most time on and for me it was it was treasured time to get to have that time back home in North Carolina with my family when I'd been gone and touring for so many years although I always tried to make it home as often as I could it was nothing like that and um yeah I was I was canning stuff out of our garden and we were just we were just living the good life and uh, yep. and so and you know I loved it I loved it it's actually it's been kind of interesting as things start to get busy again I'm like oh goodness I'm not used to this you know you get used to <laughs> one thing or the other and we we had trouble slowing down and now we're having trouble picking back up again <laughs>
0: Well, well, you know, and that's the thing about it is like, you know, because I remember when I first talked to you and, and was talking with Sarah, you know, originally yeah. we were going to try to get you guys uh, sometime late January. But then we had this big spike across the nation yeah. and then we was like, well, we better wait. Yeah, And uh, we pushed it off till April. But, you know, and I told you this and, and for those that are listening, uh, may not have known some of the backstory going into that that uh, that weekend for you guys coming down. I always love how God's timing is perfect whenever mm-hmm. we think that timing is being rescheduled and rearranged. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's always preparing and working things out. And sometimes his timing comes uh, when you least expect it. And then sometimes his timing comes when you need it the most. And, and for me personally, and I, and I shared this when you guys were here, but um, little did I know how much I needed that that time to to be ministered by you guys to to hear these songs these wonderful beautiful songs that you guys have been able to to do and and to be able to to have that fellowship and interaction with you guys because that very Sunday that y'all here y'all were here was the Sunday that my mom went into the hospital and so to have that kind of renewed spirit refreshed spirit really a revived spirit Mm-hmm. I didn't know how much I was going to need that for the weeks to come because I mm-hmm. really leaned on that. I leaned mm-hmm. on that strength and that peace um, yeah. from that service because it was such, you know it was such a crazy deal. You guys had been you guys had been in Tennessee on that Saturday and you told me you said, "Lee, we're going we're going to be pushing the midnight all yeah. just to get in by midnight. It's going to be super late." And I was like, "That's cool. That's cool. We'll, we'll we'll be here. We'll be ready to go." And sure enough, you guys coming in here and you know what? I can I can probably tell you that there's a, a dozen people or groups that probably that would have been such a mishmash mess
2: <laughs> of
0: chaos. But you know what? And and I, and I hope you can agree to this. Did it not feel like it was the most easiest and smoothest in and oh. out setup for a concert? I I can't Absolutely. speak for everybody else's experience. Absolutely, you guys. You guys were so good. You guys were so kind oh. and. You know, I was just so blessed by everything. How how that whole day, just just like really, literally two hours came together, yeah. and it had so much to come away from that. My mm-hmm. son watching y'all watching that oh, service, love that. like yes, all the oh, time. So yeah. I'm walking through, and I'm hearing those songs again. And so again it's just, <laughs> as I come home from spending time with my mom, Kristen, and yeah. and and he's sitting on the couch. Oh,
1: that's so, that's so good.
0: And and I hear I hear a message that I needed. At oh. that particular moment, and oh, praise God. that's that's what I would encourage people that listen to this, and yes, especially what me and you have been able to share with each other about just some tough season, just yeah. feeling like we've been in such tough seasons, and finding, yeah. finding, you know, being in the ship but finding the oar. That's right, and then trusting right. God to lead us through that water. And so, Amen. I can't thank you guys enough. Not only for just the willingness to come because like you said it was you know it was kind of the first weekend you guys got back out but just for being obedient and mm. for being as as awesome as you guys were and it, it really was a blessing and, and we've had so many people ask about you guys and, and, and share so much good that came from that so I, I'm just telling you guys I, I know I told y'all in person but just you know, documenting this and publicly thanking you for for, oh. for being obedient and for sharing your gifts and and I think for you guys going forward, I think that's kind of probably a good reminder too, in the sense of not taking not taking a worship service for granted. Maybe I'm you sorry. you kind of go, you get sorry. you probably you probably can get used to going through the motions sometimes, packing up a van, unlo- right. un- un- unlocking all your gear, <laughs> yeah. and then you miss out something, right? You know, that's yeah so that's It, it kind of, it kind of brings your spiritual antennas up, maybe a little bit more.
1: It sure does. You know, everything just has a renewed, um, a renewed meaning now at, yeah. coming out on the other side of all of this. And, and um, we're just very thankful for, for you, Lee, and your family. And, and like you said, God's timing is always perfect. And so for us to be able to encourage you all in a very dark hour, of life when you received the news that you did and it was nothing to do with us it was nothing to do with us it yep. was all God's time and we were just uh, we You're were just in, we were just a vessel literally an instrument that day just to to do what God needed to do and and I'm a firm believer that everything always works out exactly how it was supposed to so it was by no chance that we were there that day it was completely God ordained and and that's how we pray oh, yeah. over our entire schedule you know Lord just let these dates be God ordained ordained by you and that in these moments in time be appointed to 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 do the work that you want to do through through us we're just uh we're just willing vessels and so um I'm, i'm so grateful that that god was able to use that service in that way and uh we're just we're very thankful for you and your family
0: well, I, I'm thankful for you guys and, and, again, thankful that you guys are able now to get out and use those yes. awesome gifts again. And, <laughs> and um, as, as we kind of close things down, kind of give everybody a little bit of um, a pathway here where they can kind of keep up with you guys. You guys are all over social media, but what's the best way to uh, to keep up with you guys and and, and keep up with, with, with where you guys are going to be at and stuff that's going on in high roads world?
1: oh thank you we've um our schedule is always updated on our website that's very easy to find it's just highroadmusic.com and the schedules on there we're very thankful to be adding dates kind of weekly right now for the rest of the year and into next year so we're so thankful that we stand some dates on the calendar but please if you get a chance look up our schedule and uh, we try to instagram and and facebook as well on social media and just try to keep everyone in the loop but if we're coming to your area we sure love to see everybody it's been way too long since since we've been able to get get out there to some different parts of the country we're excited next weekend we're heading out to missouri and iowa and we'll be out there next weekend and then um the third weekend in june we'll be up in michigan um and so we're getting back to some areas that it's been i guess goodness two summers since we've been there so um so we're really we're, we're excited and we're, we're well, that's thankful the thing.
0: And you really didn't get a chance to, to, to tour off this new album really did you In we did
1: not no i mean the album came out right at the end of 2019 and then everything kind of broke loose a couple months later. So to, to a lot of folks, it's still a new album. It's a new album. This, yeah. We didn't get to, to tour or travel with it or anything. So, so we're very, uh, we're very excited. So yeah, y'all be sure to follow our schedule higher music.com and we're on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. We're on there personally as well. And um, we're easy to find and, and we're, um, we're just so thankful for, um, just the, the journey that God's had us on. And we know that, um, there's so much more that lies ahead. And I guess, you know, um, we, we have a song that's on that last album. That's just simply called high road. And, oh, love um, and I think it kind of encompasses the whole thing. And I think it's something that everyone can relate to after the journey of this past year, you know, we, we just have to take the high road and especially as Christians walking through the world and kind of the, the climate of the world, so to speak, that we're in right now, you know, we have to take the high road and sometimes it might feel lonely at times, but it's truly the only way. So so I just, I pray that everyone, um, stays encouraged because there's brighter days ahead. The Lord has so much in store for his children and just stay encouraged, stay faithful, stay true. And, um, and he will bless your life so far beyond anything that, that you can imagine. And if anything we've learned in this past year is not to take one single day for granted. So,
0: well, you, um, as we said, you guys, um, uh, as you guys get back out and tour and do what you're doing, and then also individually, uh, you know, I know kenzie's doing things, and and, and you'll you'll probably be uh, doing some things, I'm sure as well. Uh, do you guys? I know with all this time, obviously there's been time to write. So, is yeah. there is there going to be some more new stuff that's going to be coming out here um, yeah. in the near future? We-
1: We've definitely been writing a ton and, um, kind of slowly starting to talk about when some, some new music might could happen. So, uh, definitely well, I put in a vote for the EP.
0: Right
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, exciting things ahead. We've had a lot to, a lot to write about and I think some that are still to be written. Um, but yeah, we've, we've enjoyed, um, you know, having that time and, and kind of getting to write some new things that God's had on our heart and, and just, um, looking forward to hopefully being able to put out some new stuff again. So
0: it'll be great. Well, well, again, like I said, I know that, uh, I noticed you've, you've had to go through some, some, some tough things here recently and, and battling through some things as well. And, um, and, and during this season, you know, I know God is so faithful. Um, he, you know, I, I, I have my good days and bad days here the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know it's just it's just always being mindful because there's always a little bit of god somewhere around where you're where you're okay. at and you can find it and it could be a, something as a billboard on the road it could be something as simple as uh you know my my little 6 year old girl and in a wise saying beyond her years it could yeah. it could be anything um so yeah. Um, definitely be praying for you and Thank for you. for the other girls as you guys not only continue to do things uh, as, a, as, a, as a unit as a group together but also as you go out and impact so many people individually and especially for all these these young kids I mean oh, the future yeah. the future mandolin players of America I mean, we, <laughs> we gotta pass that on we got to keep that I love it. Keep that flame burning right I love, burning, it, so right? I and, love um, it so much and so that's a, that's a really really cool thing just to give back. Some of that which God has blessed you with, and and I think that's the thing is, you know, when you find really good peace in your in your service, in your ministry, in this life, and what you do for the kingdom of God, it's 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 the balance of being able to receive, but also to give it back, and 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 not be overwhelmed either way, you know. And so, yeah, um, thankful that you guys are able to do that, and um, looking forward to to hopefully seeing you guys. Think we're going to try to get you guys back down here, maybe uh, for a little Christmas music, hopefully. Oh, and, uh, that'll
1: be wonderful. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we
0: can, um, we can park the van for longer than two hours. Yes, and, absolutely.
1: And
0: we, mi- we might can have a little bit more time to, uh, to spoil you guys and, and, and treat y'all here to, to the Lakelands area here in South Carolina. But, um, thank you so much for giving me this time. Uh, and, and being able to talk a little bit uh, i'm thankful to to know you not only as a sister in christ but I, I feel thankful to call you as a friend and um you know anytime you need anything or you guys need anything let us know we'll be praying for you and uh we're just we're just excited about what god's fixing to do here the remainder of this year
1: oh thank you so much lee like i so said we just uh, we appreciate you so much and and I'm, I'm very thankful that the Lord let our paths cross and oh, yeah. and you're, yeah, you're a brother in Christ and a true friend and you've been a big source of encouragement um, to us in these last few months. And so we're very grateful for you and your family and your ministry. And we just pray that God takes and multiplies everything and, and you guys just keep, keep plowing that soil that he's called you to because he's doing beautiful things through you all. So.
0: Oh, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to, to following you guys and seeing uh, so much of what God's going to be doing through you guys, uh, uh, not only there in your area but around the country as you guys kind of start spreading those wings a little bit. you, you got to have to write a song about spreading wings, I think, coming out of a pandemic, right? Because- I think
1: that. Good one. I think that
0: would be a good one for <laughs> well, sure. Thank you so much, Kristen, for taking this time and we'll look forward to talking to you guys really soon. And we hope everybody has enjoyed this podcast episode. Please feel free to share this, pass it along. Such a great testimony that Kristen has, and uh, really, if you're not following High Road, if you've not gotten a chance to experience and listen to some of their music, I encourage you, you can find their music on any music platform, iTunes, Spotify, anything like that. Um, You can go and find it and uh, be able to go to their website and follow them, and they may be coming back uh, around these parts here very soon, and you can uh, get a chance to, to see them live and in person. But thank you guys for listening, as always, and we'll be back with another episode real soon. God bless.